Hello and welcome to episode four of North and South, where I, Declan Breen, from the North. And I am Lorcan from the South. And this week we're joined by a third character, a Slego man living in the North, living in Bangor to be precise. And his name is Ronan. Hello, Ronan. Hello. So, Ronan, you, we, we should reveal at the outset that you are my brother. That is true, for what it's worth. So, actually, I was going to mention that when we were younger and living in the same house and we and one of us used to answer the phone back when we had a landline, people would say, is this Ronan or Lorcan? Because they couldn't tell our voices apart. Yeah, until it got to the point where you had long moved out and they would always then ask, is this... Ronan or Brian, because apparently I sounded exactly like dad on the phone. So. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. I remember that too. Yeah, so there was all kinds of mixing up. Yeah. So anyway, just in case anybody mixes us up on the podcast, um, well, we'll, no, we can't really help you out. You have to just work it out. <laughs> I'll be the one answering the questions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he'll be the one under interrogation. <laughs> exactly. We have ways of making him talk. So, Ronan, we invited you onto the podcast because you have an interesting perspective. You were born in the South and you live in the North now and you have lots of experience of being in the North. So you've got the view from both sides. Is that not correct? Yeah, I think that would be fair to say. I've got a, a couple of different experiences of the North as well, having come to college in Coleraine a very long time ago. <laughs> and So having a student experience as well as uh, a work and just general life experience, yeah. Do you reckon you're settled in the north now? Settled in? Better Absolutely. In? Yeah, I mean, probably in the last couple of years. We've been here nine years now. So in the last couple of years, we've definitely gone so far as to buy a house. And that certainly feels like, you know, it, it doesn't get a lot more settled than that. <laughs> Never True. got so far as to buy a house in the south. So there you go. Yeah. Ronan, you, you do realize that you have to spend 25 years before you get your full citizenship. <laughs> <laughs> Is it only 25, Deck? 25, yes. I, uh, unfortunately, though, I don't think no matter how long I stay here, I'll never stop being asked uh, where I'm from. <laughs> even if even if I spend 25 years in Bangor, it'll still be like, oh, so uh, where do you come? You're not a local lad, are you? Uh-huh, you're, you're a blow-in, I can tell. Yes, yeah. They don't use the word blow-in around here as much, but they're not backward about asking uh where your origins are, are like, you know. Uh-huh. Okay. So that sounds like something we'll, we'll be exploring at some stage, Jack. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Yeah. Rona, the, the real test is, do you use pounds and miles or do you use kilos and kilometers? I use kilos and miles. All right. So you're all mixed up. No, but that's what everybody does here. I would say, All right. wouldn't you say, Deck? Like people don't, yeah. people don't use pounds. Everything is in metric except for miles, pretty much. I would say. I thought you were going to ask me, do I use pounds or euros? And uh, they, they don't let you away with trying to use euros up here at all. No, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> what I thought as well. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get far with euros in Bangor. Bangor no, 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 no. Especially not these days when you can't even pop across the border to Donegal to your holiday home for a weekend. You know, not well. I'm sure there are people doing it. Yeah, I've noticed a few. Actually, I was at a large shop, shall we say, at the weekend there, and there was a there was a few southern cars in the car park now, which is the first oh, cross border right. movement I've seen oh, okay. really. And how long has this been going on? A month and a half now, is it more? So, Ronan, let's go back to uh, our last episode. Was about north looking south and south looking north. So it was me and Deck swapping impressions of the north and the south and all that stuff. 
So what about your first memories of going up north or your first awareness of the north as a separate place? I feel like when I was growing up, and uh, I'm sure it was probably the same for you, Lorcan, it was very much forefront on the news and in uh, a sort of a, a general sense of the North being thing, the North being an issue with terrorism and constant political back and forth, you know, and it, that's that's from a very young age. I couldn't tell exactly when, but certainly primary school, you know. Yeah. But then when you first went to college in the North and then our sister went as well after that, yeah. my older sister, then it became very, very real. And I was still in school, obviously, at that point, so and still relatively young. But I, I think the first time, I don't know, I mean, maybe the first time I ever went north was probably a shopping trip to Enniskillen when we, when we were kids. <laughs> like and I remember yeah. going over the border and the car being searched and all the rest of it, you know. For some reason in my head, I don't, I know like Sligo was very close uh, to us here in Fermanagh, it's very close to the border, but for some reason I, I don't feel that it's close if it's hard to explain but you know i think of like uh, calvin as being closer and i think of monaghan as being closer but i think it's got such a bad road as well particularly when i was younger you know that there would probably be less traffic between sligo and certainly fermanagh than you you would with i than you would with now that's changed in recent years uh, it has to be said because it's been a huge a cross-border uh, movement in terms of, yeah. of you know people coming up to do their shopping etc but just in my head you know i don't sort of see sligo as that border town if you know what i mean but it, it's well, not well, i would do it's not part of ulster either you know and that's uh, i think that's a very uh, important yeah. aspect of it you know um, yes it's not actually on the border and it's not part of ulster and that's, I think that's probably what it is. Running, I yeah. think for most people, they do see it as a little bit more removed. I think I definitely felt that way, too, when I was growing up. It's a little bit further away. But I mean, really, it's only a matter of miles. Yeah, I mean, it's less than an hour. It's, it's, not it's less than an hour. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. like, you know, you can it's 40 minutes drive. But yeah, I think there's a psychological thing there that Sligo feels yeah. like it's the south. Whereas Donegal feels, yes. feels a little bit like it's still part of the north, even though it's not. It's but it's you know it feels northern. That's right. and Cavan and Mon and Do they feel they feel Ulstery, whereas well, Sligo is very very connected. <laughs> we're 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 in the we're definitely in the west. I think people in Sligo see themselves as part of the west. I think it's probably something yes. that you're going to cover a bit later, but the difference in people is really stark to me, and I've always thought that Sligo people were a breed apart <laughs> a very a very strange bunch even in the context of what would of you say Connacht. even within Connacht yeah. Ronan would you say that yeah. that Sligo definitely yeah and why why would you say that why uh, why would you say that they're they're different than say the Gal- Galwegians I I've often wondered and I, it's probably as far as I can think of it it's it's probably a geographical thing in that Sligo's incredibly cut off from uh, a lot of other places, surrounded by mountains on all sides, except for one, which has got the Atlantic Ocean on it, you know. Probably in the old times, and I don't mean pre-coronavirus, I mean sort of (laughs) prehistoric times, getting from Sligo to anywhere else would have been pretty difficult, actually, you know. There's also all of the the tales about Maeve and how belligerent Queen Maeve was and all of that stuff, you know. But I do think Sligo people are a a kind of a a breed apart and uh, can be a bit 
more difficult to get to know and to sort of get under the skin of, you know. And uh, I, I think for Ulster people, it's totally different. Mo- most people are very, very open and, and uh, friendly here. Uh, my sense also, of, like, like you're saying about the, the geography, you know, I tend to agree with you, you know, in terms, of, as I mentioned before, that role between uh, Sligo and Fermanagh is, was particularly poor. It's, it's improved and they've spent some money making it better. But, you know, that logically would have an impact on the sort of travel back and forth you know, if you if you go back even two or three hundred years back, how worse it would have been, and how if it's just poor communication lines, then we obviously be less uh, people using that route into Ulster from Sligo. You know, and also when I, when I when I was going down visiting Lurk, you know, when we were at college and that, I always sensed that there was there tended to be more tourists in Sligo than there was in Enniskillen, for example, and that the tourists came up through Galway, up, up the coast there, up as far as Sligo. Maybe we went, maybe went on to Donegal Town, but you sort of tend to avoid heading into, into us in Ulster, you know. But that's that's changing. That's something that, that I've noticed, that there's, there's more foreign tourists uh, in Enniskill over these last few years than, than, than there would have been, you know. Ronan, so you, you went to Coleraine in about, what, 95? Started in Five, yeah, I didn't finish till 2000 because of, uh, of various reasons. <laughs> I took a year out to, to be a foreign student for a year and uh, I'd also had eye surgery, for, yeah. so which uh, uh, took me out for another year. So it took me five years in total. So can you remember back to 95 and what it was like to actually live in the North for the first time? Yeah, it's weird, actually, thinking about it now and comparing it to my current situation current living experience is totally different because i mean for starters i was living on campus in in the halls of residence and university yeah. of ulster and Coleraine, and and it was just a whole bunch of lads all living together at very very close quarters and like it was certainly the first time that i'd really met any northern people i think you know or mm-hmm. at least gotten to know them you know yeah and I became very good friends with a lot of them. But what what sticks in my head mostly about that time is not really so much living in the north as going to university, if you know what I mean. And yeah. uh, I feel like as students, we were very kind of almost cut off, especially in Coleraine, where, you know, you're not in a big city. Uh, even the university is out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, the, the even the, the towns you end up living in, they're very small seaside places that you know are really dead in the winter except for students because of that it was very student orientated everything you know I, I did meet a lot of people from the north but they were all in the same situation as me i found you know and uh i, I so don't you, think you were I, in the bubble you yeah the absolutely bubble. yeah I, I don't think i ever really got a very good sense of what living in northern ireland was about you know uh, I mean, I do remember one time where a mate of mine put on uh, a music night in the Derry Arms in, in Port Rush, and a few lads turned up. Sorry, Ronan. Sorry, Ronan. Can I stop you there? Yeah. That's the London Derry Arms. <laughs> that's that's what some people call it, I believe. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was popularly known as the Derry Arms, shall I say? And and a few lads anyway turned up at the at the door uh, demanding their cut of the the takings for the night. And and he of course was like, what? Not at all. Get out of here. <laughs> and everybody was like, no, no, just give it to them. It's fine. Oh, Please. so when you say lads, when you say lads, you you mean a very specific type of lad? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which which side were they from? 
Um, now, I was told they were from the Republican side, but okay. I don't know how true in that Port is. Rush. In Port, in Port Rush. Rush. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, certainly that, I don't remember that ever happening in our day, Deck, did, did it? Because just to, to be clear, myself and Decker were like six years before Ronan in Coleraine, so we had a slightly different experience, I'd say. You don't ever remember hearing anything about that, Deck? Guys coming, no, de- not- demanding their take. No, not not up there. No. No, I'd never heard of anything like that. Oh, well, it had changed maybe six, seven years later. Yeah. So it wasn't really like living in the North. It was more like, you know, just being in this little student bubble. You didn't that's really what ask. I, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I felt. There's no doubt that, you know, it was the first time I had met and made friends with Northern people and people from both sides of the religious communities, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. It's a few a few guys from Bangor, the Bangor Hollywood area, uh, were in my same halls of residence. And, uh, I've sort of I've met them since in in this new life of mine in okay. uh, in Northern Ireland. Yeah, yeah. So, so were um, you aware, were you aware when you went up of the orange and green thing, the you know Protestant and Catholic, the because you know Northerners, it's 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 kind of a, a we were talking about it before deck that when we were coming up, every Northern person would be aware either consciously or subconsciously if the person they meet whether they're catholic or protestant i mean that's just a it's kind of an in, it's kind of a reflex thing that it that it may not be a conscious thing but you know you're aware of it aren't you yeah do you mean do i make that sort of no, do, judgment do, were, now or were you aware of it at the at the time going up to Coleraine? that oh you know, Coleraine. uh yeah not really. I don't think so. I wasn't especially religious at the time myself, and uh, still, I'm not. And, and uh, but certainly back then, uh, it wasn't something I really considered that much, to be honest. And no, not really. Uh, I so mean, you had, you had other yeah. things to be thinking about. Exactly. You know, I was very busy working and studying extremely hard all the time. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. And um, <laughs> not spending my entire student loan in the first term of the first year on booze, because that would have been stupid. Yeah, just like myself and Deck six years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so, Deck, did you have a couple of questions for Ronan there? Yeah, I suppose, Ronan, the first question is, why Banger? I know that it, you've got the similarity there. There are two coastal towns, your hometown of Sligo and uh, Bangor is also on, on the coast. Was there any particular reason that drew you to Bangor? Or Bangor? Bang- Bangor. How you, um, how you pronounce it? Bangor. It, it, Bangor. I think it depends on which side of Bangor you're from. <laughs> like we, when we first moved up, we moved to Belfast, actually, and we lived down Lisburn Road. And that was nice enough, but it, we found it was really busy and a bit expensive for what you get you know we were renting and it, it was that was a really interesting experience actually because uh i had never lived in in belfast before and that's where i first really encountered all of the the things that we have been chatting about like the orange and green thing and you know um, belfast is is the is the place to be if you want to find out about that stuff but i think we were only there for about a year and a half when we moved out to hollywood uh well yeah near hollywood anyway because we honestly we just wanted to be out of the city and it was nice to be close to the to the seaside and uh it is a lovely place a home place of course of jamie dornan and uh, well rory mcelroy's from rory mcelroy hollywood's a, a, a genuinely a nice place and it, it does have this gold coast reputation you know where and it, it is to be fair deserved because 
the there's the sort of affluence here that I never saw anywhere or in very few places in the south outside Dublin. There, there's definitely the sort of wealth here that you, you don't see very often. I mean, basically all along the the down coast, it's one, it's basically one golf club after another the whole way along. You know, I don't know how many of them there are. There must be about seven. Um, there's no, there's no bangers on the roads either, are there? No, not really. No, no. There's, there's vintage cars. Nothing cheap and cheerful, anyway. No, not really. But yeah, so we ended up in Bangor finally after a few years there because, well, we were looking for a place in Hollywood, but you can't buy a house in Hollywood and forget it. Like anything below about four hundred grand is is not available. Gold um, Coast. Yeah. But Bangor is definitely, it's a really pleasant place to be, actually. And as you say, Deck, it's got the seaside close to it. And I mean, it's right on the seaside. And it is nice as uh, as someone who's grown up by the sea to have a beach. We can walk to the beach in 10 minutes. It's lovely. Right? Well, tell me, have you, have you ever felt uncomfortable or uneasy being a southerner in the north? Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. Or different. I suppose have you felt maybe different than mm-hmm. than us northies? Yeah. Uh, uh, yes, definitely. I mean, I think I, uh, I was saying earlier on, I was joking earlier on that, you know, I'm always being asked where I'm from. Uh, but it is true. You're constantly being asked where you're from. My wife is American and she, I get off, I get asked just as often as she does. It's mostly like, oh, that accent's not from around here, is it? You're not a local lad. And it's fine, you know. It's it, it's obviously most of it is just curiosity. But there's times where you do like if it's two o'clock in the morning and there's a mad long queue for a taxi in the middle of Belfast, and somebody goes, "Where are you from, anyway?" <laughs> you know, it's it feels a little bit different than uh, if it's just you know running yeah. into somebody on the beach and having a, a leisurely chat. You know, uh, I can imagine. And I have been definitely in situations like that. Yeah. Was there ever a situation where you were worried for your safety, for example? I don't think I would go that far, but I do feel like there's there's times where I've been made to feel a little less than welcome. But uh, oh. th- those are very, 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 very few and far between, and probably would happen just as often in Sligo, if not more often, <laughs> for for various reasons, <laughs> for very different reasons. But you know. <laughs> There's there's parts of Sligo where yeah, you yeah. take your life in your hands, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Certain pubs. Have you, have you found that your accent has changed a little bit? I don't think I would hear it. If anything, people mistake me for American because uh, I I pick up on Heather's accent all the time. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have heard, heard any kind of northern elements in your accent, but no. I don't know about you, Deck, if you would, have, we would hear it. No, he's got a lovely mid-Atlantic that's it. <laughs> Tone. Yeah. That's what my Japanese teacher used to tell me. Yeah. Well, uh, ta- do you, the, in terms of the, the northern uh, character, you mentioned earlier about, you know, being fairly friendly. Yeah, very gregarious. Mm-hmm. Any negatives on, on the northern character that, that you would notice? I mean, no, nothing, nothing specific. You know what I mean? The, people are people. Everybody's different. There, there is a general sense that people here are a bit more on the friendly side than it's say in Sligo. But like I said, I think Sligo's a special case. I don't think there's any particular negative negative side to things. I mean, other than obvious political groups that <laughs> have they've they've got very specific issues that I disagree with. 
Um, Ronan, you, you can tell he's been very diplomatic here because he has to live in the north, you know. <laughs> of course, and, yeah. and with, and with the with the huge listenership of our podcast tech, you have to be careful, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is going worldwide, yeah. obviously. Yeah, well, yeah. Look, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> um, you talk, so you, you mentioned earlier, Roland, that you're not really a, a, a big guy in, into uh, religion, but religion, you know, is one of the big issues, obviously, in, in yeah. the north of Ireland. Do you find that difficult, that it's such a big issue, uh, it's such a big divide up here, that whole religious thing, and how it um, sort of permeates into, into politics, into like even into everyday life in terms of Sunday's a bigger deal up here in terms of going to the shops and even, yeah. you know, I do find it strange and I guess even now, yeah, I think, you know, nine years later, I do still find it a bit odd. Bangor's a very religious town on a Sunday morning. It's all, you know, the roads often seem busier than on, you know, a, a Friday evening. There's cars parked everywhere. There's so many churches, like there's just so many churches and so many different types of churches that I didn't even know existed, to be perfectly honest. you know, It is something that's a little bit strange to me, but at the same time, what I've, I was a little bit surprised at was that, you know, myself and Heather have both gotten involved in particular groups like uh, the Green Party, for instance. And there's a, a strong, there's like an atheist Sunday brunch group as well that, that meet uh, in Belfast or used to at least. They probably don't do it now, I guess. And there are groups like that and they're relatively strong and have a good following and I was surprised that there is that. I mean, yes, the even the idea of Catholicism here is much stronger, I think, than in the South. I remember first hearing about Cemetery Sunday, which you might be aware of, Dick. Tell and us about that, because I don't think we have that in the South, do we? No, no Lurkin, you see, that's where you're wrong. I, I found out about this. It was a, a co-worker was telling me all about Cemetery Sunday and she was so busy because she had to go, you know, get the kids and get them out to the cemetery and all the rest. And, and I was like, what is that? I've never heard of that. That must be a Northern thing, is it? She goes, no, I don't think so. It's just Catholic running, you know? And I went, okay. And then I, I went home. The next time I went home, I asked mom about it. And she goes, oh yeah, Cemetery Sunday is a thing. We just never went to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> pagans, bloody pagans. We were yeah. Heathens, yeah. <laughs> we were, we were. We were being raised by a couple of heathens who were pretending for the well, sake so, of our grandparents. So, <laughs> so that's I'm, I'm I'm trying to remember when Cemetery Sunday is. I, I can't think of the actual date, but like from it's it's it would be a big thing in, in the community that that I come from here. Basically, the whole community largely would turn out in the cemetery. So you see anyone who's fit to come basically are all there. The graveyard's tidied up, you know, a week or two beforehand in this uh, little service yeah. there. And there is like like yourself, Ronan, I'm not a big I'm not a big religious guy at all, but there is something uh, I suppose a sense of belonging yeah. or a sort of sense of continuity as well, of seeing your whole community there, you know, the past with the people obviously in the graves and, and the wee kids. Yeah. So you've got the whole gambit, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's there's something something nice about it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can understand the draw, and and in other religious communities as well, where um, I know in different Protestant churches, Sunday is it's not just a day to go to church. It's the whole community gets together. They'll they'll meet afterwards and have tea and cakes, and the kids will play and they'll have Sunday school and all of this. And it's it's a real it's the sort of thing that does bring communities together. 
Well, what? it's kind of like what, what myself and Deck were talking about in another podcast, that the communities in the north, they find ways to kind of bind them together, bind the community t- together, because they have the two opposing communities and you have to, to assert your identity in some way. So I suppose the, these kind of little markers of identity are stronger in the north than in the south. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a chicken or the egg sort of situation where the communities did these things, which may have inadvertently separated them. But equally, the separation then makes it more difficult to, to bring them back together because because of the differences in the communities. So I don't know if it was ever deliberate, you know, but. Yeah, so it's hard to say what, what's deliberate and what just kind of happens organically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Roland, so you, you're working up here. Do you, in your workplace, for example, I don't know, would you ever be talking? Like, obviously, it's been a huge political debate going on recently in terms of Brexit, for example. Yeah. And, uh, do people talk about the political situation here? Maybe not even Brexit, but in terms of just, you know, the whole Northern thing. Or is it or is it like the elephant in the room? It's never mentioned. It's there. It's the hugest thing in the room, but no one ever talks about it. The whole Northern thing. I like that. Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, I think probably people are sick and tired of listening to me talk about it in work, if, if anything else. What I found is people around my age or a little older are possibly too careful to talk about it a bit. You know, you know what I mean? They don't talk very much about that stuff or don't necessarily offer their political opinions in the workplace. What, whatever you say, say nothing. Yeah, I mean, they, they might have very strong opinions one way or the other, but they're not necessarily going to say it. And on the opposite side, people who are younger, who are more the Good Friday Agreement generation, who kind of don't know anything but peace, I found an awful lot of people like that who are just honestly sick and tired of it and don't don't want to know about it. And they're bored with it. And they think politicians, especially in Stormont, where they didn't go to meet as an assembly for, what was it, close to three years? They think they're just... They're chancers, they're bludgers, they're wasters, they, they're, they're doing nothing and getting paid for it. You know, maybe that's true for some of them, but for a lot of them, I know it's not. But that's genuinely the way it is. There's, there's, there's a few people in, in work that I might chat to about the various political things and people who are like-minded where, as I said before, like I got involved with the Green Party relatively early on and, and uh, would always vote Green. And actually, the, the Green Green Party here in North Down is very strong and has uh, kind of controls the, the council here, you know, and generally sends a Green Party MLA, one of maybe two or three in, in the country, to Stormont. This is a different type of green to the green and orange we were talking about. Yeah, it's the environmental green rather than the uh, green of green, white and orange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's not, not the Republican green. No, and it's. I can just imagine. No, I just imagine some loyalists who who have you know who have they have sympathies, environmental sympathies. It must be difficult for them to be to be voting <laughs> for a, a, a party called the Green Party. I mean, maybe they, I'm sure they could do it, but it, well, it must trigger some. Must, must trigger something. <laughs> they must because when you look at voting patterns here in North Down, for instance, they always send a Green Party MLA to Stormont, and yet they always send a Unionist. Uh, are almost up until the last election, they always sent a unionist MP to Westminster for a very long time. Yeah, and so it's, wa- it's it's quite a unionist part of, of Northern Ireland, isn't it? I mean, it yeah, must be course. pretty much the the most unionist part of Northern Ireland. 
I'd imagine. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's not Balamina. It's not Larin or Balamina, you know. Yeah. It, the, there's a bit more, I guess there's a bit more middle of the road thinking too. So, I mean, the latest MP okay. is, is Alliance. You know? Okay, yeah. And the MLA is green. So actually, while it's a very affluent part of the country and all, not everybody's as convinced anymore that that, that the union has to be protected at all costs, I guess. I, is all I can understand from the, that sort of uh, election. Do you and when you start talking about this, the political situation and stuff in work or with people you know, are you aware of being a southerner talking about something that maybe is not not a hundred percent something you grew up with? Yes, but at the same time, I am also aware that I I do try and keep up with the the goings on politically. I read the news like anybody else. I'm I'm a voter in Northern Ireland. I have as much to win or lose by uh, elections and politics here. Well, as, you're you're a ta- taxpayer as well. Almost more importantly, you're you're paying yeah. taxes up there. Yeah, that's right. And uh, honestly, it, while like I am aware of the of the fact that I'm I'm a southerner saying anything about politics in Northern Ireland, I'm also aware that I'm trying to promote things like the Green Party. Rather, I'm not <laughs> I'm not electioneering for Sinn Fein or or even the SDLP. You know what I mean? Because I genuinely don't believe in that stuff. I think non non sectarian parties are the way to go in in politics here. I imagine a lot of people, even who vote for the DUP or Sinn Fein, would would have some sympathy with that perspective. I think, Tech. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think that well, the last elections have proved that, haven't they? Uh, in terms of of the, the change uh, electorally, in terms of of Sinn Fein DUP sort of being given a little warning, you know, and the sense that you do get, as Roman said, with the young folk these days, they are more inclined to not stick to the sort of the, the tribal well-worn paths, you know, and they're, and they're looking for an alternative. I think that that's only going to increase. Uh, but I think also the Brexit debate has changed things here as well. Yeah. I think the historians will look back and, and, and see it, you know, that it's a sort of was a milestone. I think it's caused on, the on biggest things are going to play out. Yeah, it's caused the biggest political shift in Northern Ireland since since it was formed, probably, yeah. and certainly since the Good Friday Agreement. It, like, it is uh, definitely because of that that you see people abandoning Sinn Féin DUP in droves. More more DUP as well, because they're, they're seen as getting the North into this awful situation, which people on any side of, of the political landscape don't want it, you know. There's not that many people who want it. Unless they're just really and, rabid Brexiters who are in it purely for, I don't know, what kind of weird ideological reasons. And the sense that, that you get it certainly at the moment is that the Tories are going for a hard Brexit. and The harder, the better. Yeah, that is true. You know, um, I think the effect that that's going to have on Northern Ireland in the long run is yet to be seen, I think. But we're a little bit more protected, possibly, than the rest of the UK because of the, the agreements that are currently in place. The border, I guess, will, will remain soft, I think. Who knows? But in, the long, run, la- in the long run, we don't really know, yeah. The, the sense I get as well that, you know, the Tories, it's all often be said that they're sort of English nationalists now. That's sort of ironic and funny that, you know, yeah. the unions were always fearing about the Irish nationalists, <laughs> but actually it's the English nationalists that'll, that'll do them in. <laughs> You know, because Boris basically turned up at the DUP conference, didn't he? And he was clapped and cheered. Yeah. 
and two weeks later he just basically stuck the knife on them. And, yeah. You know, so it's it's just the sense that they have no loyalty. Well, it's a really common theme. But except to with the conservatives is to cause division and and the idea I guess is weaken your enemies, political rivals, whatever it is, by just by causing division within them. And I mean, I think the island of Ireland is a particularly good illustration of that. So, Ronan, I had a question about your relationship to the South. When you yeah. come south, do you think that's that's changed a little bit? Your perspective on the south has changed because you know you've been in living in the north for nine years. It's a long time. Yeah, it's a quarter of your life nearly. So you come down to the south. How do you see it? Do you see it with different eyes, a different perspective on it? Yeah, I suppose I do. Like, if only because <laughs> you know I have to mentally do a, a currency conversion in my head now. You know, and yeah, yeah, I do. I do resent the the damage that's been done to the pound and and all of that. You know. I, but at the same time, I look at places like Dublin and I go, oh, my God, you know, it's somebody's got to get that under control because, you know, when people can't even afford to, to, to live in a one bedroom flat and they're professionals working in a, in a city like Dublin, uh, I think that's a bit of a disgrace. And to be honest, the housing situation is, is so good here, I think, in comparison, it's much, much better. I do compare things like the health service and, you know, I do definitely value the NHS and I've gotten good value out of it. I remember the first time actually going to the GP here <laughs> and it was a, a quite a large GP surgery on the Lisburn Road. I went in and it was just, I can't remember even what it was for, but I, I came out of the doctor's surgery and went up to the counter where the receptionist was and I just stood there looking at her and she goes, Yes, can I help you? And I was like, uh, how much is that? And she goes, what? <laughs> I was like, how much do I owe you? Uh, no, it's on the NHS. I was like, oh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> you know, I was used to paying 100 quid a visit to the GP, you know. And like, I do look at things like that. And uh, I haven't seen private health insurance and stuff like that in the South becoming more and more popular and sort of deemed more essential and, and, and the amount of money that, you know, our parents had to spend on that and medicines and all the rest of it. And it does make me really value things like the NHS. And I, I look at uh, certain public services here and, I, I, and public facilities like parks and things like that, that they were far ahead with in, in Northern Ireland compared to the South for, for a long time. And uh, I do I do make comparisons like that. And, uh, um, it has made me look at the South and with different eyes, definitely. You get a sense that there's a greater greater divide down South between the haves and have-nots than there is than there is in the North. It could be. So, I mean, certainly in places like Dublin. Yeah, it certainly seems to be that way. I don't know really that well. But I mean, I do know things like Unemployment benefit in, in Northern Ireland is far, far lower than, than it is in the South. And I, I don't know really how that works out exactly in the scale of, of income, because there's obviously differences in uh, cost of living and rent uh, and all of that, too. I don't I don't know is the, is the short answer. If there is or, or isn't. Uh, you mentioned that you're of the Green Party, Ronan. In terms of that end of things up here which would you say is more advanced in their thinking in terms of the environment or is there much difference really between the between each side of the border with the green party i mean 
Um, yeah, in terms of, you know, environmental issues, you know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really involved with them in the South, but certainly the Green Party's been fairly strong in the South for quite a long time. I was involved in a coalition government before that the, the Green Party here could only dream of <laughs> because we, the most we've ever got is three MLAs, you know, and uh, there are there are parts of the country where you're just never going to elect a, a Green MLA. But as far as are, so, social thinking... Are you an All-Ireland? Here's, here's the political question. Are you an All-Ireland Green Party? No. Or do you stop at the border? You've your Green Party yeah. and the other lot, they have them and they're the splitters. They've got the other uh, Green Party. Right. They're slightly less green. Right. Or you are slightly less green we than the don't, really, no, no, really we dark don't green greens. They're different shades. It's just different shades of green. You know, <laughs> Everybody's equal in the Green Party. <laughs> yeah, There aren't Protestant and Catholic green greens uh we assume <laughs> i mean there are sorry Na- national <laughs> nationalist nationalist and, oh. and unionist greens uh, uh, i would assume i would assume there are yeah uh but mm. i uh, it's kind of uh it's not something that is really part of the green party manifesto i guess so it doesn't uh-huh. really come up you know Mm, yeah, I'd, I'd imagine it would have to be something that would be swept under the carpet a little bit to to get on with with other other more important things. Well, I think most people, for most people who are involved in the in it uh, as a party, they they they're far more interested in environmental or social matters than green or orange. But, but how do they deal with that question, though, Ronan? You know, you can't survive in this place without having an opinion on that. Or is that the thing is not to have an opinion on that? Well, it's the old joke, isn't it, about the the atheist and and in Northern Ireland, and and you know they always get asked, "Well, are you a Protestant atheist or a Catholic atheist?" You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's what you've just done, pretty much. But um, yeah, uh, but you know, I mean, like you're right, it it is ultimately ultimately running up the bottom line up here is that that question's going to have to be faced. And it's going to have to be faced in the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah. And you can't not have an opinion on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, bottom line, t- that's the bottom we're line. Talking about you, you know, you'd say... We're talking you know, about a United Ireland, aren't we? That, we're talking about a border poll, right? Or even just an end to the union. Yeah. It doesn't have to be United Ireland. It could just also just be the end of the union and some transitional state. Will, that be, will we become the light green country <laughs> or the the sort of i don't know if you mix orange and green when you come up with brown we are the brown country do you know what i mean whatever that transition is well i think green and orange are already in the irish flag um but um yeah i mean i don't know i don't know how it will work and it might be just purely a matter of conscience for for party members uh, as regards that sort of thing and there, there's definitely precedent for for that you know where it's not necessarily and because it's not one of the core issues and one of the core reasons for the existence of the party then certainly members would probably be allowed to vote whichever way they wanted to you know it certainly it obviously hasn't come up anyway hasn't come up in discussions not uh, in any that i've been involved in no okay but I mean, I'm only like a local member that occasionally. For now, Ronan. For now, you know, you, you, know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Next, next election. It's not surprising. Next election. It's not surprising. It's not surprising that me, the Northerner, bring brings that up. Do you know yeah, what I mean? I know. That's sort of typical. typical you know, because it it is it's it's going to be the defining question of of the next twenty yeah, years. Yeah, and it'll be interesting times, as if we haven't seen enough of those recently. Ah, uh, this is this forty year period has just it's just. Being, it's going to be well crazy, isn't it? It's it's 
You it's mean the next forty? It's an absolute nightmare. Isn't it? It? Come on, like, <laughs> can we? It is. It is absolutely. A wee break. <laughs> uh, absolutely, but it's, as as somebody as somebody as somebody famously said, it's not going away. You know, brother. <laughs> You're actually looking a little bit like him now, uh, Dak. <laughs> but in a way that, in a way, I, I, in a way, I look at that in a positive way. In that, let's just get this bloody thing sorted out, and let's agree on what the future is. Whether it, you know, it, you know, it, there's there's no reason why we can't agree in a in a future together. But Dick, isn't it clear that or maybe use use two guys from the south will go? Are you nuts? <laughs> Have you learned nothing, Declan? For the well, so what I was about to say is that like it's all very well agreeing what our future together will be. They did that with the Good Friday Agreement, and there's like still quite a lot of people who want to chuck that out the window and just go back to the way it was. Sure, it was, it was great. We had, we had a great time in the old days when. There was bombs and guns and sure, you know, you knew which side you were on then. <laughs> <laughs> there were no greens then. There was no greens. Yet. No, there were, but there wasn't those. Well, greens. yeah, the other there, there were greens, but they they had a very particular particular approach to things. It was a darker shade of green, that one, yeah. Yeah, they, they weren't looking for carbon emissions. <laughs> no, no. Well, maybe, maybe the green issue will overcome all of that, you know, because it is, you know, it's a bigger issue than even the virus really look it's bonkers that it's huge it's, it's the big it's yeah. it's crazy that we have been distracted by things like i mean in the long run completely irrelevant stuff like brexit don't, i mean don't get me wrong i i do it's obviously politically important but i mean really in in the in the broader view it's it's nothing when the the world is literally facing extinction you know try telling people that that's the problem you're fighting against 100 years hundreds of years of history so you're fighting against the daily mail that's the problem uh, you know uh, there's a lot of things you're fighting <clears> against i'd say so i've got one question that's not that's a little bit off the track what's your favorite northern expression so mine i remember i'll, I'll give you mine <laughs> I wonder, is it the same? Well, no, there's loads of them. Well, right, there's, there's yeah. one There's one in, in they use on the north coast around Coleraine and, and uh, Port Rush and Port Stewart and they, they talk about being scunnered. I'm scunnered. Scunnered, yeah. Which scunnered. I've heard two meanings, two meanings for. One is frozen and one is really embarrassed. And I'm oh, still not there's more than two. There's definitely right. more than two. I think it's it, it changes meaning every 15 miles or so. There's definitely uh, embarrassed. There's frozen. There's really annoyed, like frustrated. Okay. All mm -hmm. the, those are all meanings of scandard. Like I, I honestly, I'm still collecting them. I think, but okay. no, my so, my favorite northern expression is spotty dog. No doubt, spotty dog. Spotty, spotty dog. What is yeah. that? Go on. You have to explain that one. It's it means basically the same as wee buns. You have to explain that one too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got, we've got people. We've got a lot of listeners. Wee buns means that it's easy. Yeah, yeah, it's simple. Spotty Piece dog is more is more like spot on. You know, uh -huh. good, good to go. That kind of thing. You know, spotty dog. Yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with that particular diamond of of northern slang. But there's loads. There's absolutely loads, especially when you delve into the the Scots or the Ulster Scots end of things. You know. Yeah. Have you got any others? Um, not that I can think of right off the top of my head. Okay. No, Dick, how about you? How about your favourite Fermanagh expression? Uh, are you going for a scoop? Oh uh, yeah, a scoop is a, a pint. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, we that, that's a southern one thing. You'd say that in Dublin. Yeah. There's another one which yeah, is uh, a poke. <laughs> Do you want a wee poke? 
I think we can imagine what that is, but is, is, has it got any other specific? Uh, it's not. Uh, it's not what you but, think it is. It, it's okay. either chips or an ice cream. All <laughs> oh, right. How the f- how the hell is, is, is it either chips or ice cream? Because they both come in pokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're kind of like I guess a cone. Would, would that be uh, fair to say, yeah, Dex? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dex completely mystified here. He's never heard this one. I I want to one last question for you, yes. Ron. No, it's a lot. It's a lot of the rings uh, sort of reference. Our ulcer phrase, the one and only true phrase. <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous assertion to make. There's loads of different fries, and you can't have only the one. Should the world be a boring place? You only had one kind of fry. <laughs> but you do. You do need HP sauce. You'll you'll agree on that one, and not the chef one that you have down south. It's got to be HP, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, and I that do, chef nonsense. I do like a piece of potato bread. I have to say, I'm very or fond f- of potato bread. Or farls, they're they're farls uh, in, in the north, aren't they? Soda farls. A soda farls is different than the potato bread. You, you would normally would have both in your Ulster fry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, lots lots of carbs, carbs and protein. And yeah, grapes. I mean, if you're well, if you're lucky, you're getting chips. You know. Uh, oh God, imagine yeah. for breakfast. Oh, you need so there. you need something to soak up the soak up the the, the scoops the Guinness the scoops <laughs> or pokes. <laughs> okay, Ronan, it's been a pleasure. Deck, have you got anything else to ask him? No, uh, thank you, Ronan. That was was very interesting. Well, thank you, and appreciate you you coming on the show. Any Thanks other any that. other comments, Ronan, or anything else you'd like to uh, any anything anything controversial you'd like to drop or just before we finish there. <laughs> No, I'm not going to drop that in controversial now. No, no, no. All, can, all, all surely, surely, surely you figured that out earlier on. Well, yeah, you have to, you have to live up there. Uh, yeah. You've yeah. just bought a house up there, so there's no escape now. <laughs> yeah, they're lovely people. All they northern are. people are lovely. And that's that's the God's honest truth. Well, I, I, I certainly wouldn't I wouldn't argue with that. You, you wouldn't either, Deck, would you? No, no, but there's, there's there's definitely differences. For example, the Belfast people are very different than Derry people. For example, uh, yeah, Manor people are different. You know, there's a different. But that's no different than down south either. Like you mentioned, sort of Sligo people are different as well. Yeah. So yeah, every, everywhere's got their own. Yeah, thing. I would say Belfast people are definitely got got a certain way about them. Yeah, but I mean, even then, you talk about Belfast. Are you talking about the people from Andy's Town or the people from the Lisbon Road? Are you talking about you know people from North Belfast? It's yeah, it's a big city, you know. Okay, well, anyway, thanks for con- contributing to our little project. Thanks for having and, me. On. And wh- and Lurkin, what's that email address that if someone wants to North, get in touch? North and South Podcast at gmail dot com. So thanks very much. Thanks, Deck. Thanks, Ronan. We'll see you next next time. I think we're going to be talking about the United Ireland deck next. Oh, controversial. No, no controversy there at all. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll have you back on, Ronan, when, when the, we have a border poll. I'll be your uh, North Down correspondent, if you like. Good man. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Thanks very much. And we will see you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.